even though it's the beginning of winter, really, <laughs> it's also the beginning of the sun coming back. Yeah, here comes the sun. I feel so. that ice is slowly melting. It's just like... I, I can never tell what month it is anymore, though. Is it March? Is it Febtober? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. It's supposed to be in the 50s next week. It's like, all right, this is your community spirit. You are listening to Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. Are you ready for the end of the world? We've made it through how many end of the world? <laughs> a few. <laughs> it's like... What's the plural of apocalypse? <laughs> um, Apocafunlips? <laughs> <laughs> um... I mean, our, literally our promo for our show started, our show started in 99, right before the first end of the world. Maybe I dealt with other ones, but that was like a big one. Yeah. And then there's been a bunch of big ones since then. <laughs> um, literally, the, our show is, you know, this is the end of the world. Yes. And we are going to make it a beginning of a new one. Yes. So. Going to make it about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Yep. So, um, We're very apocalypse-resistant on this show. We've made it through a few now. And it's no coincidence. You know, if this show weren't here, you never know. Yeah, well, this is your community spirit. So it's yeah. the community, that the spirit of the community that keeps, you know, going in spite of these apocalypses. Yeah, You know, keeps the world turning. I mean, the Mayan apocalypse was because the Twinkie quit happening. You know that. And yeah. Our community... You know, had the spirit to survive in spite of that, you know, so. Yeah, I wasn't scared, though. I knew that the world wasn't ending because the Cubs didn't win the World Series yet. Exactly. When the Cubs win the World Series, that's when the world's going to end. Or there were, you know, I had things on my calendar. No, I got invited on Facebook to mm -hmm. the zombie apocalypse oh, on yeah. that same day, <laughs> and I declined. So it was me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was like, I don't want to go to the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Or the Mayan one. I'll so, pass on that. You know, I... Stopped it just by a click of a button. Yeah. No clicking buttons on that social network. Yeah, you got to be careful which buttons you click on on Facebook. Yeah. It's like the power to like say yes, I like feeding the hungry in um, our our town makes the hungry get fed. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> so if you have happenings and you would like them to happen, please send them to the Happening Guys, and that's us. <laughs> Info at yourcommunityspirit.org. And guess what? If you send it to us, those events will get the like button from us. <laughs> so, in the news, isn't it strange to write 2013? So far, I haven't messed up. Yeah, so far, I haven't either. But you can fake it. You can write, if you do the two as a curly, start, you know, do the two as a curl. And then if you mess up, you just keep going and it becomes a three. <laughs> yeah. So if that's how you write the two, and I don't think I write it that way, but. Yeah, I don't either. You know, but about halfway through the two, I can make it into a big three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, are, are you prepared for tax time? Tax time's coming up. Tax time. And we haven't gone off the cliff. <laughs> Um, I saw a cartoon and it was like these big fat guys carrying big bags of money and they're like, well, the cliff didn't happen and they're walking over a crevice full of like poor people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's funny that they averted the cliff that they made just out of thin air. It, yeah. That was pretty interesting. Well, when you design the cliff yourself, it's easy to avoid it. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> like there's a cliff coming up. Let's wait. We made up the cliff. It's like. Yeah. Anyway. 
Um, some good news in the cliff. We will mention the fact of in that last-ditch effort, they by mistakely put some incentives for renewable energy in there. Yeah, <laughs> by sheer accident. So um, let's talk about the bad things before we talk about the good. Yes, we have some uh, Occupy updates daily, some news from them. Uh, the president has officially signed the NDAA for 2013, the National Defense Authorization Act. Disappointing human rights groups around the world and the country. The new NDAA restricts okay, prisoner movements. Second. The world and the country are separate? <laughs> well, sometimes this country thinks it's separate from the rest of the world. So, disappointing people around the world and, and the country. The US. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, apparently, I mean, we, we talked about what the 2012 one did, but now the 2013 one uh, restricts prisoner movements from Guantanamo, making it more difficult to close the prison as originally promised. Who promised that? I think it was a guy who just got reelected. <laughs> he promised that in his first election. Oh, yeah. The first election, he promised he was going to close it. And then that didn't happen, you know, because of all the obstruction from other people. And now he's in his second term, and it still didn't happen. This time, he signed it in himself. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a funny thing, you know, if, if you don't like something, you cannot sign it. <laughs> I've heard, you know. <laughs> like, or you can just, like, delay. Oh, I don't have a pen. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm I'm not in my office today or just like ignore the request to sign it or the you know, the meetings to sign. I mean, there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of easier Yeah. It's easier to not do something. Oh yeah, and I understand, you know, politics is complicated, but you know, I do he did say I thought it was just black <laughs> and white. It's like either your way or my way and that's yeah. it. But he basically he said something along the lines of I don't necessarily like it, but I'm going to sign it. <laughs> just Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's see, some other news. It seems that some people who take the NRA seriously, uh, no matter how cr they're crazy the suggestions. Now, um, teachers from 15 states, mostly from high schools, have applied to join a new training program about having guns in the classroom, which they seem to believe will lessen bloodshed. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... If you punch me and I punch you back, it'll stop the fight, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it'll lead to more punches. <laughs> it's just like, um, but if I have a bigger gun than you, will that stop the gun from happening? <laughs> or will it just piss you off and you shoot more? Yeah, it might. Well, I mean, there's arguments. I've heard arguments both ways about this because, you know, some of these mass shootings that have happened happened in the presence of guns. Like one was at a military base, you know, and one was at a school that did have yeah, guards, you know. Bases, they don't allow guns in military bases. <laughs> yeah, they re restrict them, you know. You know, I mean, only the military police are supposed to have guns in military bases. And yeah. And schools, within a thousand feet of a school, it's a gun-free zone. Yeah. If you, I know people who live near a school and they're not allowed to have guns. Yeah. So, I mean, both of those are supposed to be gun-free zones yeah. for the safety of, you know, the people there. I mean, so it's it's a closed zone, and that's the idea, is you keep violence out. Yeah. But um, And then the question becomes, once someone brings violence in, how do you respond to it? You know, you can either respond to it by having everybody armed or having, you know, nobody armed or having, you know, specific people armed. It's a big debate going on right now. But it's strange to think about teachers in these 15 states uh, uh, doing gun, gun training programs and talk about having guns in the classroom. Well, especially teachers are like the most caring, compassionate people. And in now, theory. <laughs> and now they have to, like, be 
you know, pissed off. I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, they used to have the paddle in schools, you know, <laughs> paddle the kids. Now it's going to be sawed off shotguns. For the kids? <laughs> yeah. Little teeny guns for all the kids. So. Okay, let's see. Other news? Uh, what has been happening with Native communities since Human Rights Day? Uh, the Idle No More movement has been gaining momentum and moving towards action. Uh, the Idle No More movement, uh, I've been reading a little bit about this. I don't know all the details, but I know there's a big campaign to work for uh, Native communities' rights. Well, I mean, big part of it is the, you know, the tar sands. They're trying to build um, places to make get oil, and a lot of that is in native lands. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's uh, the Canadian uh, activist, indigenous person who's on a hunger strike right now um, to try to uh, fight against that. Because it's, I mean, it's it keeps happening. I mean, people don't necessarily connect the dots, but so many times when the uh, uh, the U.S. and other uh other governments want more resources, they go on indigenous lands. Or they just go on the poorest people's lands. Yeah, they'll go to the poorest people's lands. You know, like they, they pollute in the poorest neighborhoods in the cities, and then they go through the reservations to try to get resources or put a pipeline through there because um, they think those people aren't going to put up a fight. But sometimes they do. <laughs> I actually, you know, uh, last week I read the, um, talked about the book, uh, The Farm, the community book that, I was talking about last week, and in there, there was actually a story about how uh, some people came to the farm and said, if you incorporate as a town, we can then you can then legally have a dump, and we can dump waste in your property, huh. and we'll give you, you know, $150,000 for, you know, a year or whatever yeah. to do this, <laughs> you know, and we know you want to do this, you're the poorest people in this, you know, whole county. Yeah. <laughs> So here's a way to get around it so you'll have money to be able to do all the good stuff you want to do. Yeah, get rich quick scheme. Yeah, so. All you have to do is have a giant pile of trash. Yeah. And, um, of course, they called the news reporters and the headline said you know, something like, hippies don't want your trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it reminds me of visiting the Cahokia Mounds, actually, because, you know, visit these beautiful... Uh, historic monuments from uh, indigenous societies. And then just a little bit down the street, there are the trash mounds <laughs> that are like as tall as the, uh, the, the, the tallest monks mounds at uh, Kokia Mounds. Well, I mean, Our monument is trash. <laughs> how, many, how many societies are we unable to s- study because they lived in harmony with nature? Yeah, it's everything biodegraded. The, yeah, the only societies we can actually study are the stuff that was their trash. Yeah. I mean... So the future societies will be studying us for a long time. <laughs> just like... <laughs> so, yep. I actually remember reading, like, a Reader's Digest article of someone, like, unearthing a motel. Like, a strip <laughs> mall motel. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't say how far in advance, but it was like, these people had, like, um, you know, the beds, a place to bow down before the shrine, and it was like the TV. <laughs> yeah. They even have a chamber for cleaning themselves before they worshipped the TV. You know, <laughs> that was the bathroom. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, because, I mean, basically this, like, you know, people were all caught basically on the beds in front of the TV, and that's how they perished. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this. And so that's how they look back at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, worshipping the TV, you know, I think there's probably some truth to that. <laughs> All right. Any good news? 
How about this? Swedish rockers issue their record album made out of ice. <laughs> vanilla Ice. Why didn't you think of this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vanilla Ice should have had that plan. Uh, but I guess the Swedish rockers came up with it first. <laughs> Basically, a record is they've just like put little holes all in it to make it so that it makes the sound. So yeah. I guess you can make the same thing a disc of ice. Yeah, the ice is hard enough, you know. Of course, you don't want to play it on the beach. <laughs> It'll melt pretty quickly. Well, you can play it once. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be. I'm just picturing the song slowly degrading as it's melting, but it'll it'll add to the musical ambiance. It's you know. So this is like a technically trivial but absurdly fun fact. Yeah, I mean, just it reminds me of mandalas. You know, they make the the monks make these beautiful works of art in sand, and then the sand is swept away. Um, it's kind of like that with ice, but not quite as spiritual. But you know, if you look at it in a certain perspective. That's a good idea. I wonder if they'll have it in the ice hotels. You know, we've talked about the ice hotels before. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could make... That'd be a whole new... Th that's probably where it came up with it. It is, you know, Sweden. Yeah. They'll have the ice hard rock uh, cafe. That's <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch of discs. <laughs> All right. Speaking of technology, 10 tech resolutions you can make for 2013. Um, I don't like talking about buying things, but I know we're going to. <laughs> I have recently been talking on um, a lot about living off-grid online, and I've been talking about how technology has actually made it so that I can be more energy efficient. I used to have a desktop computer, and then I got a better screen. You know, I got an uh, LCD screen. Yeah. And then I got a laptop. And now I've got a smartphone, and I do pretty much all the same things that I used to do on my desktop on the smartphone. But, of course, I use a lot, lot less energy. Yeah. I mean, probably 10% of the energy that I used to. Yeah, that is one of the advantages of things like smartphones. You know. So, and I actually just came across an app that you can now scan documents. You just take pictures and hook them all together. And, uh, yeah. you know, I don't need a scanner now. So, it's just like, you know, I just keep coming up. So one, part of um, actually one of these things is buy apps instead of hardware. So let's go through some of it. Um, get a thermostat. There's one brand called the Nest Thermostat. It's a great invention. It actually learns your habits and adjusts the heating and cooling in your home based on your habits. Basically, it's a programmable thermostat, but it programs itself. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. What if you don't have, I mean. It's watching you. <laughs> you know, well, what if you're like, um, not, well. Yeah, not well, regular, not predictable. Well, some people think they don't have habits. Maybe everybody does. Yeah, you might discover your habits. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> so, um, it's a smart thermostat. So there's one. Yeah, another one is learn the energy efficiency settings for your TV and use them. Now, personally, I don't or, use a TV. Or your computer. Com so, computer, yeah. Like, it, it can turn off the monitor for you when you're not using it. It can shut itself down, you know. Uh, minimize gadgets. Uh, decide on just the devices you truly need and donate the rest. Like, you know, the, the smartphone, for example, I use that in a lot of ways for a lot of reasons. So the smartphone makes a lot of sense for me. But there's other little things that, you know, I use occasionally and I don't need to buy any more of those, don't need to use any more. So how about this one? Don't buy a single new device this year. How about see if the devices you have you actually use? Yeah. 
how many things do you have you bought that are just sitting in drawers? Um, I'm talking to myself when I say you. <laughs> um, you may be surprised at the end of the year how much money you save and how satisfied you are with what you already have. Yeah. Another one is uh, commit to e-waste recycling. Make sure that if you upgrade or break something that you properly recycle it. Another one, too, is uh, dare to repair. I actually did this a little bit. Um, my my phone started to break, and uh, I was able to hold it together still with <laughs> with a, a hair tie. And it's, it's not as classy then, but it still had a, a good couple months of use out of it because I decided to repair it instead of just instantly... You oh, sound it, like you have a lot of pride in that. Like, <laughs> yeah. It make you feel good? It like... made me feel good because I know, you know, this phone is one of the most destructive environmentally things that I do with my day, you know. So being able to really? not... Yeah. Being, wow. being able to not purchase a new one for months, you know, that was a little annoying, but also very good for the environment. Huh. Unplug from the tech world. I noticed you didn't read this one. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you could read this one. <laughs> go outside and go without gadgets. This is actually could be the hardest resolution of all. It makes me kind of uncomfortable just the thought of going out into nature without a camera. But just try it. Go into a park, to the beach, in the woods, on a hiking path, and go without a single electronic device on your person. After the twitching subsides, <laughs> I think you'll notice how refreshing it is to simply be in nature without distraction. Yeah, I actually think that's very important. I don't do it often enough, but it's now, important. I, I, try, I, I do every Sunday before noon have no technology Sundays, but I usually don't leave the house. I'll read a book, I'll clean... You know, um, I'll cook some food, but, well, I'd probably have to, you know, I'd want to get in a car and drive to nature. I just thought, of that. <laughs> I'll just drive over to the park. But yeah. Using technology. <laughs> so figure out a way to take a walk to the park. Yeah. Do something. See if I could stretch how far into the day in Sunday I could stretch it. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Here's a good one. Switch to a website hosting company that uses clean energy. I still need to do that. Uh, there are plenty of good ones out there, and it does make a difference. Hosting companies use a lot of energy. Now, I mentioned this before. Replace hardware with apps. This is a very easy one to do, since most of our smartphones now can practically do everything. Just like I mentioned, document scanner, I just found that there's such a thing. Of course, your phone can be one of the most expensive alarm clocks that you ever owned. You know, um, and then a big one: get a non-gadgety ho hobby. Just see if you can do something. Um, read a book, get a piano. Um, just find a hobby: playing chess, bird watching, or yes. Talking with friends, <laughs> not on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> just like in person, right. face to face. So, what else might be a good green tech resolution this year? Um, I know most people have the resolution to not have resolutions, just so they'll have a resolution that sticks. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I just want to say, may your happiness in this new year last longer than your resolutions. <laughs> yes. That's a good plan. All right, let's see some other news. Uh, I already mentioned this a little bit. A new year, a new Keystone XL blockade. Uh, last Wednesday night, the Keystone XL blockaders launched a new tree sit in Deboli, Texas, 
coinciding with the kickoff of a direct action training camp. Now, we've talked about this a little bit, uh, the uh, Keystone XL pipeline going through. Uh, TransCanada is constructing the southern leg of Keystone XL, and they got around an 85-day treetop blockade by uh, uh, rerouting the pop- pipeline. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's located 150 miles south of the old one, and blockaders have found a location around which the pipe cannot easily be rerouted. So, yeah, last time they're just like, well, there's a bunch of tree cities here. I guess we'll try to rerouted it, but so they found the a good spot. Of, what's the issue of running a pipeline from Canada down to Texas? I mean, um, Well, it's about the tar sands. You know, they've got these very environmentally destructive forms of energy that they're trying to get out of Canada, but it's only going to make a difference if they can sell it somewhere. And the place they're going to try to sell it is to get it all the way through the U.S. and get it out to the Gulf of Mexico. And that's not an issue. Of course, you know, Pipelines don't break. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong with hundreds of miles of pipeline through natural areas, people's lands, communities, you know? Let us bring you a story about Exxon 46 minutes to shut off a broken pipeline. (laughs) Thanks to the fine folks of Exxon, oil soaks the Yellowstone River shoreline. You can imagine the scene at Exxon headquarters. The team responsible for a spill response has just learned that a pipeline near Laurel, Montana has ruptured. Wow, some team members probably said, and a few probably said some bad words. In short order, someone pipes up. What should we do? Someone suggests shutting the line down partially. This is quickly agreed to. Then for 46 minutes, the team sits around a heavy oak table, stroking chins and mumbling, hmm, hmm. No one is quite sure what to do next. One kid like that one kid in fifth grade is only pretending he's thinking about it. In reality, he's thinking about the movie Captain America. <laughs> then someone says, maybe we should shut off the control valve. General agreement, nodding. The valve is closed. The flow of oil stops. Heavy congratulations all around. Backs are slapped. The team retires for the day, spending their commuting time in their Hummers, elaborating on the story to make it seem more interesting. Man, one guy plans to say upon opening his front door, you would not believe the day I had. Anyway, that's the scene I imagined. It took him 46 minutes to shut off a leaking oil pipeline. Yeah. Yeah, That's a lot of oil that leaks out during that time. And ExxonMobil still hasn't paid for the Valdez oil spill back in the day. 86, right? Yeah. So. Over a decade. (laughs) But, on the other hand, uh, the feds fined Transocean $1.4 billion for the deep water spill. Ever wonder how much it costs to have a subsidiary uh, role in leaking millions of gallons of oil into the Gulf of Mexico, uh, killing 11 people and countless sea animals and gutting the regional economy? Well, it costs about $1.4 billion. That's it? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Pennies on the dollar. Uh, but uh, they agreed to pay a total of $1.4 billion in civil and criminal fines and penalties for its role in the Deepwater Horizon oil spill disaster in 2010. Uh, under the settlement, it will also plead guilty to violating the Clean Water Act, and they'll have to take steps to improve safety and emergency response procedures. See, that's important because, you know, not just to penalize them, but to make sure that they don't do more in the future. Because, you know, the, the people who died and the animals who died and the region that got destroyed... They they don't really care one way or the other about the penalties. They're still going to be in, in harm's way, you know. There's no taking it back. Right. So they need to take action to not have future disasters. How about the next news article? Yeah. Renewable energy. 
<laughs> Maybe that'll help. I didn't realize that these were in order of Segway. Yeah. <laughs> solar panels are getting cheaper. Time to make the rest of solar power cheap, too. The install cost of solar photovoltaic power continues its decline, mostly due to the falling prices for photovoltaic panels. Pushing solar forward in coming years will involve driving down the other costs, the non-panel costs. This is the fifth annual report on solar PV from the Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory, which digs into project-level data for more than 150,000 residential, commercial, and utility-scale PV systems, and representing 76% of all grid-connected PV capacity installed. So they studied 76% of everything studied installed through 2011, and they came out with this report. Yeah. So it's not one of those perfunctory reports. This is a pretty detailed report. Yeah, in-depth. If you would like to read the complete report, I can email you our newsletter, which it is in the newsletter, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. So it's a pretty good detailed article. Well, we better get going. Yes. Let's see. Do you want to mention any of these holidays? Uh, yeah. Get to the happenings. It's uh, Dimple Chat Day, Trivia Day, uh, World Hypnotism Day. You will buy solar. <laughs> do, 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 do. Did it work? I don't know. Someone out there is buying solar right now. <laughs> uh, let's see. The 12 days of Christmas, the 12th day coming up. Um, not going to take it anymore day. Uh, Orthodox Christmas. Uh, all right. Show and tell day at work. Tuesday is National Joy Germ Day. <laughs> what is that? It's like <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that one is. We have a lot of days we don't know what it is. Yeah. And Thursday is National Clean Off Your Desk Day. I'll have to practice that one on it's Thursday. Also National Cut Your Energy Day. Yes. So you can cut your energy day by quitting your job. <laughs> Clean off your desk, quit your job. Yeah. It'll take a lot less energy to do that. Yeah. <laughs> or... Um, Thursday is the anniversary of the Women's Suffrage Amendment. Yes. All right. Some happenings. Um, the Rice and Spice Cookbook is here. This colorful cookbook includes recipes, photos, artwork, and comment from the Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner Series, which will be starting back up in a couple weeks. Um, it's pretty interesting. A lot of different chefs. Each week is a different chef from a different culture. And, you know, collected some photos, collected some recipes. If you would like to get one of these cookbooks, 549-7387. Otherwise, at the Winter Farmer's Market on Saturday from 9 till 1, it will be available there. Yes. Let's see. What other happenings do we have here? Let's see. Questions of Faith and Reality next Tuesday, January 8th at 5 p.m. Yeah. That's that's a fun series where yeah. people from all different faith backgrounds get together and listen to each other's thoughts on many questions. About yeah, faith. that's a good one I usually go to. It's You put a, write down a question and put it in the basket, and then you all discuss it together. And it's people of different backgrounds and beliefs, so it's a really interesting talk. Will do. Yeah. And there's one I don't see on here. I don't have the exact time in front of me, but it's uh, that they're showing a 
uh, new movie uh, at the movie theater, like Promised Land. It addresses the issue of fracking. And so there's going to be people who are there to watch it and to have a discussion afterwards and hand out information because the movie kind of has a slant that sounds like towards fracking. Yeah. So the anti-fracking folks are going to be there that afternoon to watch the movie, see what it's all about, you know, and then be there to hand out information and discuss it afterwards. Seems like about 2 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was I think, 2 o'clock on Saturday. Any other? That's it for now. Chris Mahana Kwanzadon is coming up. Uh, the, the 19th of January is going to be Chris Mahana Kwanzadon, the holiday party over at Guy House Interfaith Center. Uh, we're getting a lineup of bands. There's going to be a silent auction, uh, food, snacks, all sorts of goodies. 7 p.m. January 19th at Guy House Interfaith Center. Will do. See you again on the radio, well, as soon as we can. Yes. <laughs>